Hello, welcome to today's episode of The Daily. How is your week going? I was feeling quite wiped out from this past weekend, which I know is ironically not what some of you experience. For some of you, you had a pretty restful weekend, which is great. I'm glad for you if that's you. Yeah, so it was good. I got to nap yesterday. I think I recovered somewhat. I also managed to get a workout in. Because I haven't been working out much, I can now feel the effect. The feeling of aching muscles all over my body. It's good though. I do enjoy the occasional muscle aches. Somehow it makes me feel like I challenged myself a bit. And to be honest with a lot of things that happened last week and kind of still happening, I felt quite burdened and fatigued and was just, you know, not doing well all of last week and found it hard to pray, found it hard to focus my thoughts, just felt kind of down and tired, if you know what I mean. And I was aware some of you felt that way too from a few conversations I had. So if you felt like that, I hope you got some time to decompress, to just get with God, sit with Him in quiet and process some of those emotions and thoughts. And most importantly, hear Him speak, hear Him tutor your heart so that he can comfort, strengthen, and encourage your spirit. He's always present, and he's always good. You can count on that. And of course, I hope that with today's reflection, your heart may be uplifted to him with fresh vigor again. Now, I'm not sure how many of you have watched Karate Kid. I mean the 1984 version, that Mr. Miyagi and Daniel LaRusso version. I remember watching it growing up and found it really quite inspiring. For the benefit of those who might not be familiar, the story goes, this young man Daniel and his mom moved to a new place. And he's trying to find his place, get adjusted to living in this you know, new neighborhood. Unfortunately, he becomes a target for some bullies. Then one time while he was getting beat up, an old man comes out from nowhere and rescues him. This man ends up training Daniel in the art of karate. But his training approach was not quite what Daniel expects. He gets the boy to do things like paint his fence, paint his house, wax the car. So Daniel isn't happy with the menial labor his trainer makes him do. So somewhere in the movie, there's this dialogue between them that goes like this. Mr. Miyagi is coming back from fishing and Daniel was painting the house. So Mr. Miyagi says, oh, Miss Spot. Daniel goes, what spot? Hey, how come you didn't tell me you were going fishing? Then Mr. Miyagi says, you're not here when I go. Well, maybe I wanted to go. You ever think of that? Then Miyagi goes, you karate training. Daniel says, I'm what? I'm being your slave is what I'm being here. Now, come on, we made a deal. Miyagi goes, so? And Daniel goes, so So you're supposed to teach. I'm supposed to learn. For four days, I've been busting my butt and I haven't learned a thing. Mr. Miyagi goes, you learn plenty. Daniel goes, I, yeah, I learned plenty. I learned how to sand your decks. I wash your car, paint your house. I learned plenty. And Mr. Miyagi goes, ah, not everything is as seems. Daniel goes, oh, I'm going home, man. And Mr. Miyagi calls after him, you know, Daniel-san, Daniel-san. Now, in the humor, even in their story of how Daniel ends up learning more than he thinks he's learning from Mr. Miyagi's training, there's so much truth, which time and again we do well to reflect on about our relationship with God. 
much of our Christian life can feel kind of menial, doesn't it? Day in and day out. Though, yes, we experience some amazing things, some supernatural stuff, great testimonies of friends, family, or even of our own. No doubt about that. Yet much of our walk with God is humdrum, routine, ordinary, even mundane. Eat, sleep, pray, repeat. We read the Bible, we talk to God, listen to what He says, we go to work or school, we do stuff, we interact, we you know, influence others, uh, share stories, share our lives, share about God. We meet with life group, we meet with friends, we chat, discuss, and we meet again. Eat, sleep, pray, repeat. And most of the time, we're simply living our lives with routine. Nothing spectacular or bombastic every day, not necessarily, not for the most part anyway. Sure, some, for some of us, we truly find beauty in this. There's no trouble embracing the everyday humdrum as growth, as progress. But for some of us though, we need to re-appreciate this. Maybe because it's gotten stale, frustrating, maybe you wonder if you're even making any progress because you don't feel like you're growing, it's like you're staying in the same spot every day. Like you're just on repeat, not moving forward, and that's not how you envision your life with God to be like. There have been many times I feel like this, even recently. And then I get brought back to the beauty of repetition, the beauty of routine. For me, it's repeat. For God, He sees much more. Not everything is as seems. Every time I persevere, every time I obey anyway, I'm practicing. But what am I practicing? I'm practicing trust. Even when I don't see any progress, I don't see the point of doing something over and over again, I can trust he's training me in the best possible way in order for me to grow. To grow the muscles I need with consistent, persistent use to build character, resilience, and strength. A few months ago, my husband decided he would teach the kids how to cycle. I thought it was very brave and determined of him because instead of using training wheels, which I would have just gotten and installed and used to train them, he didn't use training wheels. He was just determined to train the kids without them. So almost every day, he would head downstairs, sometimes with one kid, sometimes with both kids. Same routine, but gradually gaining confidence at their pace, but with his firm and patient guidance. And each time after their session, the kids would you know, excitedly report to me what they managed to do on that afternoon. Mommy, I pedaled today. Or, Mommy, I went until the grass patch today. You know, Mommy, I went further today. Mommy, Daddy let go for a few seconds today. And then, Mommy, I went one round by myself. Mommy, today I cycled two rounds myself. And, and on and on it goes. Then in you know just a matter of weeks, he got the kids to cycle one kid at a time. First the older kid, and then the younger kid. The consistent going on to the bicycle was not without fear or frustration at times for the kids. But each time they got on and they trained with daddy, they were not just practicing the physical techniques, you know, of pedaling, keeping balance, steering the handle, using the brakes and all that. I could see they were actually practicing trusting daddy's methods, you know, trusting daddy's instructions, trusting in the one who was teaching them that he knew their ability, their level of learning, and he knew the timing, when he could let go. And they were not just progressing incrementally in competence. 
in cycling. More importantly, they were incrementally experiencing that their daddy is reliable, is able to teach them, is keeping watch over them, that he is good and trustworthy, and trusting him is what keeps them safe. So I felt drawn to this verse, which you may have heard before, in Proverbs 29 verse 25. The fear of man lays a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is safe. It reminds me how my dissatisfaction and discontent with where I am spiritually, where I am in my life, often stems from me putting my trust in humans, whether it's myself or other people, more than trusting in God. Where I've placed confidence in people's way of measuring progress or growth more than in God's ways. I demonstrate I don't think God's way is the way. I express what my heart truly believes, that he's not reliable or trustworthy. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's not training me the way I expect. He's supposed to help me. He's supposed to break through for me. I'm supposed to grow and be transformed. But look at me. In many ways, the Apostle Peter was like that, I suspect. His years spent with Jesus before Jesus went to the cross. Peter must have spent days and weeks and months wondering and asking, when when is Jesus going to restore the kingdom? Why are we doing this day in and day out? Why is he getting us to do the same things? For three years, we've been following him everywhere. And we still haven't seen anything about this kingdom that he says is here. What's the point of all this? Peter was a man of many fears. He feared men. And that's how he ended up denying even knowing his Lord and Master. The fear of man lays a snare. But whoever trusts in the Lord is safe. See, I believe that for Peter, those long, hard days, those routine days of following Jesus without seeing his expectations come to pass, without seeing the progress that he had hoped, was his training. Jesus was training Peter to trust him. He wasn't really training Peter to you know, observe Sabbath better, to fast better, to tithe better, or to partner with him to perform miracles better. Although there is value in all of that, for sure. Jesus wanted Peter to undergo the process of repetition, in a sense, in those simple and modest days of following Jesus step by step, where he exercised the muscle of trusting Jesus every day, trusting Jesus anew every day that only much later, Peter will come to see and his knowing of Jesus will turn into true knowing. And that means experiential knowing. Everything that he had tiresomely witnessed or heard Jesus do and say and teach, every uneventful event will yet still be building up his faith and actually give context, give this beautiful narrative to his relationship with Jesus. When Jesus would ultimately rise from the dead and restore Peter's faith. Therein lay God's greatest redeeming work in Peter's life. Like Mr. Miyagi who had to teach Daniel to trust his methods, trust that he knows what he's doing. With Daniel's seemingly insignificant days and months of doing the same things over and over, Maybe we need to be reminded today to shift our focus on trusting God, subjecting our expectations and discontent under His training, and learn to undergo the process 
of eat, sleep, pray, repeat for yet another day and another and another. To trust that while we may not see our own progress, while other people may not see our progress, while we may be dissatisfied with where we are at, where we are with the pace of our spiritual growth or transformation. Sure, you know, we can tell him that. We can tell him these emotions, no problem. But we can still rest assured that God knows what he is doing with our lives, with our hearts, and that we are incrementally experiencing that our Heavenly Daddy is reliable, is able to teach us, is keeping watch over us, that He is infinitely good and trustworthy, and trusting Him is what keeps us safe. Would you take these next couple of minutes to just reflect with the help of God's Spirit? Father God, would you show me how you are training me in what area right now in my life? Talk to him about how you have been responding to his training in this season. Have you been aware? Have you been paying attention? Have you been dissatisfied? Or have you been happy with your spiritual growth? Tell him. Take a few more moments to press in deeper into this. What is surfacing in your heart about your spiritual life that you're feeling? Notice and let it surface with God's help and attend to it in His presence even now. Now, ask God for a word or a picture about what has surfaced for you and listen. with what you've received in your own words just give thanks to God for that and ask for his help even in your further reflection on your own well I hope that reflection time was helpful Let me pray for you before we end. Father God, we come and we acknowledge you are our trainer. And on some days, 
we may find it hard to trust in your ways because we can't see, we can't perceive um, and you have a longer view than we do and so with that we ask for your help to remember that as long as we put our trust in you, you keep us safe and that you're always trustworthy and you're always doing your work even when we cannot see ourselves and so with that we place our lives into your hands we commit today the rest of today into your hands and we give thanks for your presence in jesus name we pray amen well, thank you so much for tuning in to the daily have a beautiful day friends back to you tomorrow hey pastor andre here thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the daily if you like what you're hearing and you want to check us out, you can look us up on Facebook or Instagram or check out our website www.thecity.sg for more information. Have a great day ahead. Grace and peace.